Welcome to Objection to the Rule, your Sunday afternoon news hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are recording this episode on Saturday, May 14th, and it will begin airing on Sunday, May 15th, 2022. My name is Reese Robinson, and I'm on air today with my co-hosts, Jasmine Smith and Emily Scott. How's it going, ladies? It is going. Yeah? Yeah? You still on the side of the pond, Emily? I am. I'm still in New Jersey. <laughs> okay. That Kicking works. It. How, yeah. How's your home visit been? It's been all right. You know, um, checking in with friends and family I haven't seen in a while, and that's been really nice. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Jasmine, how's it going? Um, pretty much the same. Hanging in there. Can't complain. Well, you know, I, I could, but I won't. I mean, I mean we'll listen because, you know, we got your back, girl. Yeah, well, you know, I'm doing well considering the state of the world. How's that? Like, I definitely could personally be a lot worse. I feel uh, that. And Dre's doing all right. He's um He's very mellow. I got him some toys that he does not care about at all. So that's oh. really interesting. It's like, why did I even spend the money on these? But oh no, <laughs> get it together, man! I don't know. Maybe he plays with them when I'm not here, like Toy Story or something. Like he's alive. <laughs> but when I see him, he's like, "What's this? I want to eat the box." Oh wow! Or your oh, sneakers? Wow. I don't know. Wow. All right. Well, over here in California, it is sunny. It's going to be a beautiful day. So I have nothing to complain about. As you said, I could, but I mean, what good would it do? So on today's episode for our local news segment, we will be discussing a story about the NYPD breaking a 61-year-old's arm in Brooklyn. Our national news story is about the baby formula shortage. Our world news story is about the killing of Shireen Abu Akleh. And our good news story is about record-breaking wind and solar energy usage. So we're going to go ahead and kick off today's episode with our local news segment. Jasmine, you're up. Okay, so this is actually, um, the incident happened at the end of 2020, but the person is um, bringing up a lawsuit and the footage has come out of what happened. Uh, So the title of this article is from Vice News. It's Cops Threw a 61-Year-Old to the Ground After She Tried to Film Them by Trone Dowd, and uh, this was written May 11th. New York City Police, New York Police Department officers threw a screaming 61-year-old grandmother to the ground, breaking her arm in the process of an arrest captured on video inside a police station in Brooklyn. Her alleged crime, filming the police. The body camera video, first reported on by the local news blog Hellgate, shows Patricia Rodney surrounded by cops before one of them grabs her, takes her to the ground, and handcuffs her. Rodney, a diabetic, was visiting the police station on December 2nd, 2020, to pick up a copy of a police report she filed about a missing glucometer, as required by her insurance provider. But instead of helping Rodney, NYPD officers turned her away. When she became frustrated and pointed her phone camera towards them, cops grabbed her as she shrieked for help. The reason this case matters is because it shows how far we have gotten from a system where the police do anything like protect and serve, Remy Green, Rodney's attorney, told Vice News. What happened here is the shocking overreaction to a diminutive grandmother making the smallest in challenges to their power. 
Rodney works at a local school as a cafeteria worker. She is medically required to check her blood sugar at least five times a day, and she needed a copy of the report faxed to her insurer for a replacement glucometer, according to the complaint. Despite being instructed by a cop two days earlier to return for a copy of the report later in the week, she was denied by at least three different officers, one of whom told her she'd have to go to NYPD headquarters in Manhattan for a copy. In body cam footage of the encounter, Rodney is cornered by multiple officers. The complaint says there were at least six as she holds her phone. One cop tells her, the officers in the room have their body cameras on. This is my camera, Rodney says, holding her phone up. I'm allowed to film. Cops tell her she can't record, with one then pointing to a sign behind Rodney that says members of the public are prohibited from audio video recording. When a third cop tells Rodney she isn't allowed to record, he immediately grabs her arm, according to the footage. Four officers take the 61-year-old, who's heard screaming in the video, to the ground. The cops tell Rodney, who was off-camera, to stop resisting and turn around as the arrest continues. I'm a diabetic. That's why I need that paper, Rodney says while on the ground sobbing. That's it. Now you're going to jail, the officer who initially grabbed her responds. Ma'am, all you had to do was cooperate, the officer says as he lifts her face mask which fell below her nose during the arrest to cover her nose and eyes. You did this to yourself. Rodney was taken to a local hospital for treatment after the encounter where she remained handcuffed, according to the lawsuit. She had a fractured elbow as well as swelling to both arms, elbows, and wrists, the complaint says. She was charged with resisting arrest, obstructing governmental administration, disorderly conduct and criminal trespass, all of which were later dismissed in court. Rodney is looking for monetary compensation for the emotional damage and physical injuries caused by the arrest. But the lawsuit also calls into question a controversial NYPD policy around filming the police. Three years ago, the department prohibited recordings inside police precincts. While the merit of the new policy was never officially settled, the New York City Council passed a law in 2020 declaring cops susceptible to legal action if they stop someone from filming police duties. The City Council passed a new law that, at least on its face, completely conflicts with their policy, and the NYPD appears to have done nothing about it, Green said. It is either something they do not have the power to do because they cannot rewrite city law or it's unconstitutional because they can't let you rewrite federal law. The NYPD did not respond to a request for comment. Um, so that's all that I'll read from the Vice article. The rest goes on to talk about um, different measures in the rest of the country to stop people from filming the police. Um, and I'll end with a statement from Rodney's attorney, Remy Green, that she provide, that they provided to New York One. While the mayor spends his time imagining how citizens film the police, this is what real New Yorkers deal with every day. A private lawless gang perpetually high on power, abusing people just because they can. This is ridiculous. I'm absolutely not surprised, but it's, it just sucks because it's like, I feel like every day in this country, one of our supposedly free rights are subject to 
change based on who's talking about it. And, you know, it's important for us to be able to film police because look what they do. Like that's, we have no other choice. Do you guys remember life before we had these cell phones? Anybody remember that? I did not interact with the police at that point, but like before self, like, I mean, I don't interact with the police now much. Um, right. But before but, we had, yeah. cell, you know, cell phones on our wrist. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's definitely like a proliferation just of footage, but I feel like, you know, Rodney King and stuff was very clearly like on video and the whole world saw that and these things continued. So it's it's crazy because this is this is something that happened in 2020 and it's only just now coming out and the video is very I watched some of it it was very disturbing and difficult to hear because you know it's like this she's a lunch lady you know like this could be somebody like your mother or something and the officers that were doing this to her I think it's worth noting I saw black people latinx people like in uniform so that's mm-hmm. dre i cannot believe this <sighs> dre is a I, part of the show jasmine i know just have to, just have to acknowledge it this is this wild <laughs> he does not give a damn about this rattly thing but now he's j- jumping jump but it's he's like agreeing you know, with you yeah he's making noise like yes fight the power no so it's like I think sometimes put a lot of people put a lot of faith in like oh we just need to diversify the police force and things like that it's not about that it's Mm -hmm. really ridiculous like this escalation and the way that they treated her because she just wanted a police report it's ridiculous and this you know she's an older disabled person that they were given the runaround to and then to tell her it you did this to yourself she broke her own arm yeah yeah you know that's... how many people don't have footage mm-hmm. and that sort of escalation of violence and like gaslighting and like um I mean abusive power like whatever the rule may be she was not like she was not physically interacting in any way right there's absolutely no reason why any use of force to that degree or almost at all should have been used um for what to, you know what I mean it's like that thing where it's like um like at the worst let's say she did break the law it sounds like a misdemeanor to me and they're treating her like she's an armed felon who like shot someone and was threatening to shoot a cop you know and it's like it's that sort of abuse of power and violence that's um yeah like I don't know if what the solution would be but it's it's terrible and it occurs all the time. Yeah, and like even the language that yeah. they use, it's like, and this is something that you see often where they are building the case against you by saying loudly, you're resisting, you're doing that when no such thing is going on. Mm-hmm. So that when and if it does come out, what happened, if there's audio or whatever, they can say, well, they were doing the set and the third. So it's like they know what magic words to say to try to present the victim as if they did something when that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they love they love victimizing regular people, trying to do regular things as if, you know, she was doing something extreme. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but she's around my mother's age. And my mother could not stand that type of attack with the state of her no. health. You know, she would not be well at all 
um, you know, God forbid. move and you don't get up when you that's fall. That's what I'm saying, especially when you are that age or any age for that matter. But, you know, it, it's something to be considered that people literally walk around fearing any interaction with the police all the time. And it, they're not doing anything and never have they to fix it, to increase community relations, to talk about it. There's no accountability. I mean, we talk about these stories all the time, but there has to be some point when it's not even a functioning organization. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, I'd like to point people to some um, other reading and listening. Uh, so Ruth Wilson Gilmore is, um, she's a prison abolitionist. She's also a professor at CUNY. Um, she did an episode on the podcast Movement Memos called On Abolition, The Climate Crisis and What Must Be Done. Uh, she's also written a book called The Golden Gulag that's about um, the prison industrial complex, specifically in California, that you can find for free at internetarchive.org. Um, Alex Vitale, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he wrote um, a book that's easily accessible called The End of Policing um, that's available for free on the internet. Um, and he was also on an episode of Movement Memos, um, the Kelly Hayes podcast called You Cannot Divorce Murder from Policing. Because um, I think we really, anyone who hasn't been paying attention already, when you see an increase in homelessness and the response is more police, like you have to be concerned about that. You know, like you're, we have people in charge that are talking about removing COVID funding to use it to increase the police budget it's not going towards helping it's going towards brutalizing people who need help so i would encourage you to look more into and think more about abolition and different ways that we can imagine safety because this is clearly not it you know like more recently there was that fruit vendor at broadway junction that got arrested for selling mangoes you know also an older woman and you got billions of dollars for this police budget but this is what is going on so like we need to we need to start from the bottom because this is definitely not it and also if you know someone who needs to go to the police for whatever matters you know definitely walk in numbers you know we have more strength when we're together be mindful about that you know if you are concerned at all that something may not go the right way uh, try your best to just be supportive of those who do have to use the organization. I mean, just taking back what I said, it's functioning, just maybe not the way that it should for the people that it's supposed to serve. All right, y'all, we're going to go ahead and take our first music break before we get into our national new segment. This is new music from Kendrick Lamar. The track is called The Heart Part 5. We'll be right back. get a little older, I realize life is perspective, and my perspective may differ from yours. I want to say thank you to everyone that's been down with me, all my fans, all my beautiful fans, anyone who's ever gave me a lesson, all my people. 
I come from a generation of pain will murder his minor. Rebellious and more jealous, a chip you for designer. Belt buckles and cloud overzealous and prone to violence. Make their own turn, be your will of the will alignment. Residue burn, missed at the inner city. Miscommunication to keep homo detector busy. No protection is risky. Desensitized, I vandalize pain. Covered up and camouflage, get used to hearing arsenal rain. Analyze, risk your life, take the charge. Homies, don't fuck your baby mama once you hit the yard. That's culture. 23 hour lockdown, then somebody called, said your little nephew was shot down. The culture's Involved. I done seen niggas do 17, hit the halfway house, get out and get his brains blown out, looking to buy some weed, car washes played out, new GoFundMe accounts to proceed, a brand new victim, a shadow those dreams, the culture. To let y'all know what a nigga look like in a bulletproof rover In my mama's sofa was a doodle popper Hair trigger, walk up closer, ain't no photoshopping Friends bipolar, grab you by your pockets No option if you froze up, I always play the offense Niggas going to work and selling work, late for work Working late, praying for work, but he don't pay for work That's the culture, point the finger, promote ya Remote location, witness protection, they go hold ya The streets got me fucked up, y'all can miss me I wanna represent for us New revolution, what's up and moving? I'm in Argentina, wiping my tears, full of confusion. Water in between us, another peer's been executed. History repeats again. Make amends, then find a nigga with the same skin to do it. But that's the culture, crack a bottle. Hard to deal with the pain, we are sober. By tomorrow, we forget the remains, we start over. That's the problem, our foundation was trained to accept whatever follows. Dehumanize, insensitive, scrutinize the way we live for you and I. Enemy shook my hand, I can promise I'll meet you. In a land where no equal is your equal, never say I ain't told ya. Nah, in a land where hurt people hurt more people, fuck calling it culture. Celebrate new life when it come back around. The purpose is in the lessons we learning now. Sacrifice personal gain over everything. Just to see the next generation better than ours. I wasn't perfect, the skin I was in, I truly suffered. Temptation and patience, everything that the body nurtures. I felt the good, I felt the bad, and I felt the worry. But all in all, my productivity has stayed urgent. Face your fears, always knew that I would make it here. Where the energy is magnified and persevered. Consciousness is synchronized and crystal clear. Euphoria is glorified and made his. Reflecting on my life and what I done. Paid dues, made rules, change out of love. Them same views made schools change curriculums. But didn't change me staring down the barrel of that gun. Should I feel resentful I didn't see my full potential? Should I feel regret about the good that I was into? Everything is everything, this ain't coincidental. I woke up that morning with more heart to give you. As I bleed through the speakers, feel my presence. To my brother, to my kids, I'm in heaven. To my mother, to my sis, I'm in heaven. 
To my father, to my wife, I'm serious. This is heaven. To my friends, make sure you count them blessings. To my fans, make sure you make them investments. Until the killer that spared up my demise, I forgive you. Just know your soul's in question. I seen the pain in your pupil when that trigger had squeezed. And though you did me gruesome, I was surely relieved. I completed my mission, wasn't ready to leave. But fulfilled my days, my creator was pleased. I can't stress how I love y'all. I don't need to be in flesh just to hug y'all. The memories recollect just because y'all. Celebrate me with respect. The unity we protect is above all. And Sam, I be watching over you. Make sure my kids watch all my interviews. Make sure you live out our dreams we produce. Keep that genius in your brain on the move. Until my neighborhood, let the good prevail. Make sure them babies and the leaders out of jail. Look for salvation when troubles get real. Cause you can't help the world until you help yourself. And I can't blame the hood the day that I was killed. You had to see it, that's the only way to feel. And though my physical won't reap the benefits, the energy they carry on admit still, I want you. Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to present four amazing bands at an outstanding local venue for an evening of rock and music. Join us on Friday, May 20th at 7.30 for a night with 7th Grade Girl Fight, Dirt Bikes, Barrette, and Castle Black, and none other than Ridgewood's own Bar Frida, 801 Seneca Avenue. Tickets are $10 and can be purchased at the venue. Welcome back to Objection to the Rule on Radio Free Brooklyn. And next, Emily is going to give us our national news story. All righty. So the information for this story comes from a May 10th Time article by Eloise Berry titled Why It's So Hard to Find Baby Formula in the U.S. Right Now. The article explains, quote, parents across the U.S. have been scouring social media or crossing states to get hold of baby formula amid a national shortage driven by ongoing pressure on supply chains. The crisis has worsened in the past few weeks as 40% of popular baby formula brands were sold out at U.S. retailers in the week uh, beginning April 24th, according to an analysis by Data Assembly of more than 11,000 stores. That's up from 31% less than two weeks earlier and 11% on November 21st. Data Assembly found that more than half of baby formula products were completely sold out in Iowa, South Dakota, North Dakota, Missouri, Texas, and Tennessee during the week of April 24th. The strain on supplies has forced major retailers, including Walgreens, CVS, and Target, to limit the amount of specially formulated milk customers can buy, according to USA Today. Images shared on social media show empty shelves in the formula aisles. Why is there a baby formula shortage? In the past few months, a number of factors have piled pressure on national and global supply chains. These include staff shortages due to COVID-19, increased demand for many products and services following the easing of lockdown restrictions, the war in Ukraine and related international sanctions, and shortages of some commodities. But the shortage of baby formula was exacerbated when Abbott, producer of top U.S. brand Similac, shut a major factory in Michigan and issued three product recalls in February over contamination concerns. According to the Food and Drug Administration, four babies fell sick, including two who died after being fed formula produced in the factory. In March, the FDA published a preliminary findings that Abbott failed to maintain sanitary conditions in the factory. The regulator said in a statement that it was working that it is working with the company to reopen the Michigan factory. But pressure is mounting on the FDA, which was accused by Democratic Representative Rosa DeLauro of responding too slowly to the shortages. 
Quote, Abbott is the main supplier of baby formula to low-income women and children through state benefit programs such as the Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, or WIC. The manufacturer was exclusively was exclusive supplier for more than half of the agencies administering WIC, Brian Dittmeyers of the National WIC Association told the New York Times. Panic buying has added to the crisis in recent weeks. In response, retailers like Walgreens are limiting customers to buying three cans at a time, the BBC reported. One 12.4-ounce container of formula typically produces around 15 bottles, which would only last for a few days. Abbott um, quote, Abbott said in a statement that it was working with the FDA to reopen its Michigan factory and is shipping extra formula from a plant in Ireland. The company expects shipments from the country to double this year. Quote, other suppliers are adapting to meet consumers' increased demand following the Abbott recall. The manufacturer of the N-Famil formula told USA Today that its factories are running 24-7 and shipped out 30% more of its formula during its first quarter of the year. Quote, the shortages are understandably making parents and caregivers extremely anxious. Some have turned to social media groups to find out uh, stock levels at different stores, while others have been forced to travel across states or pay extortionate prices online. On Tuesday, many eBay listings for four cans of infant formula were priced at more than $130. Specialty formulas for babies with allergies or medical needs are proving even harder to find. Shortages of these products are especially concerning as infants cannot drink alternatives. The FDA advises parents and caregivers to contact their child's health care provider if they cannot access these essential specialist formulas. The regulator has also issued guidelines on how to check whether formula products fall within the recent recalls. The FDA also warned against diluting infant formula or attempting to make homemade alternatives. And does baby formula expire? Yes, it does. Uh, quote, the can should tell you the expiration date, which is usually a year for unopened products. The FDA warns against ordering formula online from outside the U.S. as it could be counterfeit. And that is the uh, national news for this week. It's really sad. And, you know, what a, like I never I'm, I'm not a parent. And like the idea that um I can't imagine what a parent would be going through, you know, if breastfeeding wasn't an option and you have an infant that still can't drink anything else. Um, I just can't imagine that sort of stress that you'd be feeling right now. It's really tough. And also like, of course the plant that um, is relied on by people who can't afford alternatives, you know, for like that need snap benefits is the one that just wasn't maintaining sanitary conditions, you know, like that just makes such like fucked up sense to me. What was that? They were told about like there being issues and they were not addressed. So it wasn't like, it was just Mm -hmm. this random thing that happened. It's It's like, you know, the profit motive and the fact that they Mm -hmm. control like 40 some percent of the market. For it's. I think specifically for low income people, or maybe, maybe it's more than 40% in general. I don't know. You know what I mean? But like, at least they have like a wide control over the market for people who couldn't afford that, like are relying on government um, support to like afford baby formula at least. Yeah. It's fucked up. Right. And I don't have y'all heard about the woman who's now been charged with manslaughter in Louisiana because she had stolen baby formula and had a five-week-old baby from a Walmart. 
Oh and gosh. you know she you know the cops gave chase someone called the police on her the cops gave chase there was a car crash and her <gasps> partner and the baby are both dead and now she's you know so it's like just to reiterate oh what i was God. talking about in the last story it's like the response is like police you have people stealing necessities Holy you know shit. she was desperate this is what happens and i didn't know i also i'm like you i don't have a baby i was i mm -hmm. wasn't aware until very recently that this was going on but it's been mm -hmm. happening for a while mm -hmm. it's a desperate situation people will do desperate things and yeah the response seems to be like carceral you know because mm -hmm. Especially like you're saying, if you're low income, you're already more quickly put on the radar as not really taking care of your child mm -hmm. for them to be taken from you. Mm -hmm. And then this happens. Mm -hmm. How does this happen? You know, in a place like this where we have access to resources, things can be done. How does this happen? Who's to be held accountable? I mean, obviously, there's many people. But the reasoning behind why people make dumb ass decisions like this is the problem. If if you are already told that it's unsanitary, if this has been going on for so long, who's responsible for making sure that this is a problem that's fixed? I mean, I'm just asking that. I don't have a baby either. I'm just saying that, you know, it seems like we we have so many resources for weapons. We have so many resources for cops. We have so many resources to deter people from having some sort of quality of life. But when it comes to the development stage for infants we don't have resources for that yeah i mean that's always been like the huge dark irony of you know the united states is that there are those resources and there's also people starving and homeless on the streets everywhere like it's a, these huge issues that um i i mean like if everyone had the goal of solving those issues then it would be fixed. But unfortunately, there's a lot of people who have goals that are antithetical to solving those issues or, you know, their goals require them to hoard resources for specific things that ben don't benefit everyone equally. Now there's, you know, bots buying up formula on, in bulk and people can't reach it. You know, it's just, it really, it makes me sick, like how there's so many people that will very smugly be like, well, in a communist country like you would have empty shelves and blah blah it's like look at what is happening right here people driving for hours to be able to feed an infant you know and the way i've been seeing a lot of very ignorant and hearing people make very ignorant comments about breastfeeding like you can just breastfeed yeah and things like that and what did we do before there was formula babies died that's what happened if you were a slave, if you were a serf, if you were someone's servant, you would be forced to breastfeed someone else's kids, and then your child might not make it. That's what happened before we had widespread formula that could keep babies alive. People had 10 kids because maybe only half of them might live past a year. So I just, this, it's just so, it's such a nightmare that this is happening because you can't stretch it with water like that's dangerous you can't make a homemade thing that might hurt your child and it's just this runaway profit motive is what has led to this and just like greed because there it should not be that that would lead to that much of a shortage for one place to be shut down like 
it's unfortunate that even in 2022, you know, genocide is being committed in so many ways. And it's just so obvious that, you know, people really don't care about communities of color and the well-being of people who are just trying to make it in this life. And poor people, absolutely. you know, regardless of color, you know, poor people as of all races will suffer the most as well on top of, you know, different racialized communities. And uh, did y'all see Jen Psaki talking about like, call your pediatrician or your doctor if you're concerned as if most babies even have their own pediatrician or a family right. doctor? That's not a given in this country. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And what are they going to do? Even if they do, they, they, what are they going to do? Pull, like pull formula out of their behind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's clearly not being made, there's nothing to be done about that. Mm-hmm. Such a sad story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a link to hhs.gov. That's like a fact sheet for different options um, if you're struggling with the formula shortage. So we'll put, I'll put that up on our pages on just, you know, what is available for you to at least try to get some if you're unable to find it. But it's, I hope that this is brought to a conclusion sooner rather than later, because this is, an emer- it's a national emergency. You know, it's it's not tenable. I can't even imagine what these mothers are going through, um, what these families are going through. I, I can't even imagine what that feels like. And my prayers goes out to anybody struggling with this issue right now. Got to do something for sure. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that story. We're going to go ahead and take a break, guys. This next track is also a new song. It's called Last Last, and it's by Burner Boy. We'll be right back. You don't cast. Last Last. Now everybody go to our breakfast. To discuss, cause I think when you buy default and without any doubt, I'm a me happy adult, I know go feed the job, I know go feed the choice out though. I'm a mind that should be talk. I put my life into my job and I know I'm in trouble. She manipulate my love. Good job, 
Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or a one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Welcome back to Objection to the Rule on Radio Free Brooklyn. And this next story um, is still developing. So this particular article is coming from The Guardian, um, stated for the 13th of May. And don't necessarily see the authors here, but the title of this article, <clears throat> The Guardian View on Shireen Abu Akleh, Press Freedom Under Attack. The shooting of Al Jazeera's Shireen Abu Akleh, one of the Arab world's Arabs world, sorry, one of the Arab world's best-known journalists, is not only a sad and devastating blow to friends and admirers, but a deadly reminder that press freedoms in the Holy Land are under attack. Abu Akleh was among a group of journalists covering a raid by the Israel Defense Force in the West Bank city of Jenin on Wednesday, when, according to the reporters present, soldiers shot her in the head. She and her producer, who was shot in the back, were wearing vests marked with the words press. Her Qatar-based employer accused Israeli soldiers of shooting Abu Akleh in cold blood. Israel's response was a familiar one, claimed the shooter was a Palestinian. This approach was largely abandoned when the army's evidence was debunked. Israel now says its troops may have accidentally shot her. But public argument over ballistics suggests Israel thinks guilt must be proved beyond reasonable doubt or blame for killing cannot be assigned. The argument, however, is not being played out in court, in the court of law, but in the court of public opinion. The EU and the U.S., Abu Akleh was an American citizen, called for a probe. Disgracefully, the UK Foreign Secretary, Liz Truss, did not. There should, not, there should be an investigation. Whoever shot Abu Akleh ought to be held accountable. But the Israeli army investigating itself will not have the trust of the Palestinians or the wider world. At least 47 journalists have been killed by Israeli forces since 2000. Palestinians, Palestinians are particularly vulnerable, too often treated not as impartial observers but as partisans, rarely receiving official accreditation, having their movements restricted, and being assaulted with impunity. No one has been held to account in Israel for the media deaths. The Palestinian president, Maoud Abbas, wants to go to the International Criminal Court over Abu Akleh's death. Prior to her killing, the International Federation of Journalists had already submitted claims to the court that Israel's targeting of media amounted to war crimes. Last May, Israel bombed the Gaza City media building, home to Palestinian Network and the Associated Press, claiming without offering evidence that it is being used by Hamas. The Israel-Palestine conflict is simmering and threatens to boil over. Since the current Israeli government took office last June, Israeli forces have killed 76 Palestinians, including at least 13 children, in the occupied territories. It is a concern when international law is disregarded in this area. Mass expulsion and the demolition of the Palestinian villages have been greenlit. Illegal settlements on occupied land are being expanded. Israel is seeing its worst wave of terror attacks in years. A, spat of, a spate of knife, gun, and axe assaults have left 18 Israelis dead. 
This Sunday marks Nakaba Day, when Palestinians mourn their loss of their homeland to the newborn Israel. Temperatures ought to be lowered, but Israel authorities raise them. On Friday, mourners at the funeral of Abu Akleh, a journalist Israel accepts his shoulders, his soldiers might have killed, were attacked by baton-wielding police. Israel is proud of being a democracy. Journalists, journalists should be able to cover protests against the Israeli occupation and anywhere else in the world without risking their lives. So I think that's enough for this particular article. Um, there have been many different reports across the world of who's actually responsible for the death. Um, the reasoning that I wanted to bring this story up is because the press is being murdered all across the world uh, for bringing the truth. There is a huge movement in Mexico right now of a lot of journalists being killed and the city is speaking out and protesting against it. And I just wanted to bring light how important it is for us to have media persons who will go and be in the middle of conflicts all over the world to bring the news to us. You know, no matter what side of right or wrong you feel, you know, these conflicts are in, the media and people in the press, they go and give us the news. They go and find out the story so that we can have an understanding or some sort of information about what's happening in the world. And it just seems like there's been a huge increase of murders of media personalities and, and people all over the world in the last couple of months. Yeah, you mentioned Mexico. I was actually going to do a story about that soon, like the number of people, like journalists, like being targeted and attacked. But you're right. It is like a global problem. Like even here, you have people that like will talk about the media and the press and journalists being like an enemy of the people and things like you have powerful people promoting that way of thinking or like the way journalists will be attacked, even if it's clearly marked that you're a press that you're a member of the press or that you're like an observer or something like we've seen the NYPD go after people like that because they do not care. So it, it is like another disturbing example of that anti-journalist wave that we're seeing. Yeah, I know this story. Um, it's, it's really is a tragedy. Like anytime I think a member of the press um, is injured or loses their life is a, is a true tragedy. And um yeah, and I think you're, um, this is definitely an important story to cover, and it's been all over the media. Um, and I think, so I, we haven't talked about Israel for a while on the show, and um, there's a lot of fucked up shit <laughs> happening. And the, you didn't talk, you didn't, you didn't talk about the funeral, Reese, but like, um, there were like, the army was like attack, or like the police forces were attacking people at the funeral and like just super fucked up situations and um and i think it's i'm seeing ties oh sorry reese i saw you unmute your your mic but um i'm, I'm feeling ties back to jasmine's story for sure about um just like it disproportionate escalations of violence um happening when that's the last thing that needs to happen reese were you going to say something yeah i was going to actually put, bring up the funeral as well um, and just the protests that have been happening globally um, around this topic, mm -hmm. because people are, you know, speaking out about what's happening. But um, a, lot, a lot of times journalists have been covering this, these news stories for years and years of their life. Like they are really putting a lot of time and energy. Their entire lives are built around bringing these stories and, and sharing this information with the world. And so at her funeral, 
<clears throat> the police were attacking all of the people that came out and supported it. There was a video of the casket being like hovered over the crowd. It was very disturbing to watch. But the idea that, you know, she was a committed journalist. She worked for Al Jazeera for many years. And she was one of the top journalists of disinformation and other stories. And her death, you know, we're not exactly sure why, but the reality is this is a huge loss for the world. And the Mexican um, story I just read, there have been eight Mexican journalists or eight journalists killed in Mexico since the year began. So this is a rising problem and it's very scary. Um, you know, we are not necessarily journalists, but we do look to them to bring this information to you guys. And I just think it's important for us to consider how much of our so-called civil liberties are being just slashed and taken away every day. Yes, relating back to what Jasmine was talking about, this very similar situation and it's, it's scary, you know? Like a free, you don't have freedom without a free press. Exactly. Like you can't really know what's happening like unless you have people that are li literally there, people that are trusted. And from what I've been reading, like because she did have such a long career, like she was a like a household name some people were comparing her to like if anderson cooper or like someone yeah. like that that you grow up watching were to be like reporting from blah 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 with their press stuff and then you find out they were shot like that would be a huge shock for most of us in the english-speaking world and they were like this is the equivalent so it, it's frightening also like what that what the implications are as far as like trusting what you see on the news, like when a figure like that is killed, like it's, um, it's really, really a shame. And she's like my mother's age, um, or was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I just wanted to send a shout out to all the journalists and people who cover news stories across the world, you know, however you're bringing it, we definitely all put ourselves, our, our, ourselves on the line and some more than others obviously mm -hmm. but it's not easy mm -hmm. work to do to commit to mm -hmm. this type of work so that the rest of us can have some idea of what's happening outside our window mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah all right so let's pull it back and emily give us some good news please Alrighty. Um, so I found this story via that the Climate Optimist e-newsletter that I subscribe to. Um, I've talked about it on the show a couple of times. It's published by the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. Um, and I like it, you know, again, is that balance of like, if you're if you're in crisis because you think nothing can be done, that actually doesn't help anything. So it's like an optimistic look at things um, from also like a scientific point of view. And the article was published on March 30th on CNN.com. And it was written by Reuters and Angela Dewan, and it's titled Wind and Solar Generated a Record 10% of the World's Power in 2021, Report Shows. The article explains, quote, the world generated a record 10% of its electricity from wind and solar in 2021, and clean sources accounted for 38% of total power supply, even more than coal. That's according to a report published on Wednesday by Ember. The independent climate think tank found that 50 countries were generating more than 10% of their power from wind and solar, with the fastest transformations happening in the Netherlands, Australia, and Vietnam. Those countries have switched around a tenth of their power from fossil fuels to wind and solar in just the last two years. Ten countries generated more than 25% of their power from wind and solar, led by Denmark at 52%. 
Quote, the report found that solar and wind power could grow fast could grow fast enough to limit global warming to 1.5 Celsius above levels before industrialization. industrialization. A threshold that scientists warn the world should stay below uh, to avoid some of the more dramatic impacts of the climate crisis. That would require a 10-year average compound growth rate of 20% to be maintained to 2030. Solar generation rose 23% globally in 2021, while wind supply gained 14% over the same period. Together, both renewable sources accounted for 10.3% of total global electricity generation, up 1% from 2020, Ember's data showed. If these trends can be replicated globally and sustained, the power sector would be on track for 1.5 degree goal, Ember said in their report. Quote, the main issue currently slowing the growth rate is on the ground constraints like permitting. And if governments want to supercharge growth, they need to solve problems slowing deployment, Ember's global lead Dave Jones said. Quote, we're getting closer to that break even where wind and solar can cover new electricity demand, but we are still not quite there. If we maintain those growth rates we see, we will be there shortly, Jones said. Um, So I thought that was so awesome. I hadn't seen anything about saying it was even possible to stay at that 1.5 Celsius goal. Like I thought like we we already like, okay, let's just try for two degrees (laughs) above um, pre-industrialization. I didn't know that that was still within reach at all or even like, you know, possible. Um, So reading that was really mind blowing for me. It's always good to hear that we may be doing something right in the midst of all of the fucking tragedy we have to talk about on this on this mm-hmm. show for sure. Thank you so much for that story. And ladies, I think we did it. We have made it to the end. That <laughs> oh, we yeah. did. Awesome. That we well, did. thank you so much for listening to this week's Objection to the Rule. You can catch all of our older episodes on RadioFreeBrooklyn.org or on Radio Free Brooklyn on the Radio Free Brooklyn app or on Spotify. Our final track of today's episode is Supernova by Renegade, Brass Band, and Franz Vaughn. We will see you all next week. Bye. 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 With the melody slow, savor the moment, holding your own. Go with the dopest, live your best life, focus. Know the risks, so be cautious. Know the tricks and the traps are the cause. Uh, in the midst of it all, it's just a glitch with a mix of emotions. Take a sip of the portion. The literal of life, so the soul never dies. Live eternal, more fire for your burdens, more vibes when you burn them. Wise up, rise from the furnace. Mind traveling the furthest, traverse the world on the surface. Try know your life has a purpose. I know you rise up for certain. Blue sky.
skies I visit, new sides, views are nice in my vision. Two eyes, look with a third eye precision. Worldwide, we're slipping, losing my religion, moving my position. Shoes you can't fit in them, usually can't see me then. Born with it, go figure the flow intelligent. Already we're winning, we're gold medalists, boosted up the energies. Never giving, that's a given. Keep rising, follow the vision. You can follow our social media accounts. We have an Instagram account and we also have a Facebook account. Our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com forward slash objection radio free BK. No spaces, no punctuation. Our Instagram account is at objection to the rule. Again, no spaces, no punctuation marks. If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please download our free mobile app for iPhone and Android, available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Also, please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming Radio Free Brooklyn events. You can sign up at radiofreebrooklyn.org forward slash newsletter.
if you're an Amazon shopper and would like to donate to Radio Free Brooklyn in a way that costs nothing to you, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com forward slash Amazon and register FRB as your Amazon Smile charity. Every time you shop, a portion of your purchase benefits Radio Free Brooklyn.